Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. It is Thursday, the fourth day of April 2019. Hope everything's going well with you and yours, as well as it is with me and mine. Listen, we are going to be doing an open house at our headquarters here in Ocala, Florida. It's an AMA, Ask Me Anything. It'll be on Monday, April the 8th, 2019, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Again, it's an open house AMA. No reservations, no obligations, no requirements. Just show up, and we'll have some real light refreshments to get started, and we'll have a conversation. Quite literally, anything and everything you want to ask is available to, um, to do. And um, it's something we've done periodically in the past, but we oftentimes have done it only for clients. We wanted to open this up to a few more people. So it's just basically an AMA, kind of cool. What do you say we get started? And we're going to talk a lot about nuclear energy, and there is quite literally developments that are occurring, although slow, that may get both Republicans and Democrats on the same side of the page. We do have somebody in the United States Senate, a fellow by the name of Lamar Alexander, Republican from Tennessee, who is beginning to do something to turn the tables on some of the crackpot proposals that are out there. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And this is not political. This is all business related because we need efficient and effective energy. Before we dig into that, we have to do a little thing. It's called a disclaimer. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. All rights reserved. Rebroadcast or distribution prohibited without expressed written authorization. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This broadcast does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. Number 1. United States Senator Lamar Alexander, a Republican from Tennessee, has proposed a new Manhattan project for clean energy. Senator Alexander states, quote, in next five years to create new sources of cheap, clean energy to raise family incomes at home, strengthen our economy and show the rest of the world how to reduce carbon emissions, because the rest of the world is where the carbon emissions problem has to be solved. Unquote. Now, I moved to Florida from Wisconsin many years ago, specifically because I wanted to live where it was warmer. And we were told years ago in the 1960s, that the world was going to be entering into another mini ice age, that it was going to get colder. These are the days when we had things like Earth Shoes, and we had Earth Day, and we had 
the earth symbol. We recycled newspapers and tin cans and in Boy Scout troops, parents, everybody was doing their thing. It was cool. Of course, there was no way to recycle the stuff. It all wound up going into the garbage dump that we found out years ago, but that's what was going on back then. So as time has gone on, we've seen a complete reversal. Then it went from global cooling to global warming. And Al Gore made himself a billion dollars with a PowerPoint presentation, turned it into a little movie, leveraging his political capital that he had during the Clinton administration, and the whole world jumped on the bandwagon. Everything's going to melt. The seas are going to rise. It just is what it is. And then it became, well, you know, we have some places that are colder, some places that are warmer, and the, all of these scientists, that supposedly 99.9999% of all the scientists agree that we have global Warming now are saying it's global change, and global change is the result of, I don't know what it is. Listen, I've done so much reading in this area. Who knows what the Sam devil anybody actually believes? What I do know is that we've had many ice ages. We've had full-blown ice ages. We've been struck by meteors. We know that meteor showers have caused some pretty amazing wildfires across the world. We know the tectonic uh, plates have, they've moved, right? I mean, we know this, this, and uh, for a fact, we know that Japan used to be nuzzled up across to uh, China. It's just the way it is. When they had the uh, big earthquake and tsunami that happened in China and Japan recently, I believe that the, the entire island moved like three feet. You know, look, things move. The magnetic north pole has moved hundreds of miles. So the earth has its own unique mindset. It's going to do what it wants to do. And so as a result of that, we currently use something I like to use a person's first name. We got a lot of dependency on Earl. Earl is out there all over the green earth and we're trying to find Earl every time he moves around. You got to pop, pump that Earl out of the ground so we can make oil that we can actually use. That's a little cute thing that I like to say, but the bottom line is, are we limited in the number of the amount of oil that's out there? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure that there is a finite limit on oil, but there probably is. But what I do know is that we need to use the technology that we already have. Number two. According to a speech by Senator Alexander, he stated, Quote, I believe the Democrat cure for climate change is so far out in left field that not many are going to take it seriously. The Democrats' Green New Deal is basically an assault on cars, cows and combustion. And with nuclear power available, its strategy for fighting climate change with windmills makes as much sense as going to war in sailboats. Unquote. So the bottom line is you're going to see the wackadoodles out there are going to talk about Chernobyl and Three Mile Island. They'll talk about the tsunami that hit Japan. They'll bring up discussions to scare the holy hell out of people. New York Times will be one that'll do that. The LA Times will do that. Chicago Tribune will do that. You'll have the uh, St. Petersburg Times that'll do that. Well, I guess it's now called the Tampa Bay Times. But the bottom line is, you know, things do improve. Take it, for example, what Elon Musk has done with rocket technology and what he's doing with uh, 
all of the things involving cars and, and space exploration and solar panels, but the reality in life, the amount of energy it takes to make something like windmills, the amount of energy it takes to make something like solar panels, you, you have to take the entire, the entire cost into consideration. And right now, the absolute least expensive out there is nuclear power. No questions about it. And the question is, you know, do you really want to think that we have the ability to stay stuck in the mud? Do you really think that the technology for nuclear energy today is the same as it was 20 and 30 years ago? I don't think so. Number three, the purpose of the original Manhattan Project during World War II was to find a way to split the atom and build a bomb before Germany could. The New York Times described this as the most concentrated intellectual effort in history. Instead of ending a war, the goal of this new Manhattan Project will be to minimize the disruption on our lives and economies caused by climate change, to clean the air and to raise family incomes both in our country and in the rest of the world by creating large amounts of clean, inexpensive energy. Bottom line is, if energy is less expensive, you're going to get a pay raise. You're going to get a lot more money because people can do things. It takes energy to do things. You know, I, I talk about this all the time, you know, the five components of wealth, physical, emotional, intellectual relationships, and financial. The most important component is physical. To maintain your physical health, you have to have strength, endurance, and flexibility training with natural nutrition and hydration and everything in moderation. That's not rocket science. You don't need to go to Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig. You don't need to buy these idiotic fad diets. I remember years ago there was a cookie diet. I had a client where the lady went on a cookie diet. All she did was gain weight. Well, shazam, no kidding. Who would have thunk? But the bottom line is, we, we, you can't do this sort of thing. You, you, can't, you can't do stu stupid. You've got to continue to progress and improve if you want to get ahead. So the bottom line is, we need to get out there and understand and have a conversation. My whole purpose of this Connecting Dots is to ask you to have that conversation with family, friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers about nuclear energy do you think the way it's been developed in the last 10, 20, 30 years is better than it was 30, 40, 50 years ago? I think the answer is yes. Number four. The Nuclear Energy Innovation and Modernization Act calls on the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to make its review process technology inclusive by 2028. The process was designed for the light water reactors that ruled the industry for the last half century. But new reactors emerging from labs and startups use fundamentally different technologies. The law also calls for more transparency on the costs and timelines of nuclear regulatory commission reviews. While the new law is aimed at accelerating development of a new generation of advanced nuclear reactors, much more can and should be done. Nuclear energy represents a reliable 24-7 power source just the sort of thing the Trump Department of Energy has argued for as a bulwark against the intermittent fluctuations of wind and solar plants. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Wind and solar, I mean, right now, it's been, well, overcast in Florida, here in central Florida for more than a couple of days. What would happen if you have solar? Not so much. We've had a little bit of wind, but not enough to really generate the kind of wind power you need that they see out out. Uh, 
I've got a ranch in Texas, and I have windmills on my ranch, okay? Guess what? They break. And those things have got to be incredibly expensive. Those big turbines, those, those blades, they got to be expensive. And nobody ever talks about the massive number of birds that are killed by those things. I've seen them. Those things are like a magnet. Birds come to them. They're hitting them all the time. And, and it's just, it is what it is. When you have migration, man, sometimes it's just a slaughter fest. But you wouldn't know that if you don't get out and sniff dirt like what I do. But the bottom line is simply this. We need nuclear energy in a diversified manner, not in a concentrated manner. And that's what these new things are, these new uh, capabilities are. But here's, again, the problem. We got a president of the United States who is letting Democrats and Republicans, they hate him because he's not part of their, he didn't come up through the ranks. They hate him. What he needs to do is use his executive authority and get a modern Manhattan project going. You got to do it. You got to reset and say, we've got to move forward. Because in my opinion, this is all about business. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Number five. The biggest Saudi oil field is fading faster than thought. The world's largest conventional oil field can produce a lot less than almost anyone believed. When Saudi Aramco published its first ever profit figures since its nationalization nearly 40 years ago, it also lifted the veil of secrecy around its mega oil fields. The company's bond prospectus revealed that Gawar is able to pump a maximum of 3.8 million barrels a day, well below the more than 5 million that had become conventional wisdom in the market. So one of the things I've done here at Fixed Cost Investing is I've actually read a Ramco report. I've looked and followed at the Anwar and all of the stations that they have in Saudi Arabia. And I've said for years, these folks are not dumb. One of the things that a lot of people are upset about is the assassination of the uh, journalist in Turkey by Saudi Arabia. And that's kind of gone down in the uh, front news. Basically, if you just ignore something long enough, everybody loses their focus and attention on it. But the bottom line is the, um, the new prince, he understands exactly what's going on. The king, I believe, does as well. And they're trying to diversify and move into other areas. I can tell you I'm not a subject matter expert, but I'm damn well very well read on what's going on in the Middle East. I understand all of the different uh, tribes and who's who and where the money's coming from and where it's going. And reality is you ought to be paying attention to one of the biggest oil producers that just released their numbers for the first time, quite literally ever, that they don't have as much as they have. So yeah, the United States, we're doing pretty well, pumping a lot of oil, become an oil exporter, under the Trump administration, rather than an importer. We've got a lot of shale going, but we've got to have some deregulation in the area of nuclear development, building these plants. It's got to be done in such a way that the next administration, because you know there's a very high probability that the clown cart on the Democratic side, and when I say Democrat, understand I'm talking about all of the people running. It's a clown show. Just like you had a clown show on the Republican side last time around. So before it was pretty much Hillary Clinton took a hammer and beat the hell out of everybody. Her last man standing was Bernie Sanders. She she took a buzzsaw to him and he was done. Now, and then you had the Republicans and you had John Kasich who just, you know, fought to the very end, you know, Don Quixote, I can still win. 
But that was a that was a clown show. Here's what as an investment advisor, here's what a true unemotional investment advisor is. We watch, we pay attention, we don't take sides. But it was interesting. And so Trump gets in. He doesn't have a lot of uh, deep bench to draw from. The Republicans basically told him to go to hell. They didn't want to deal with him. So it's been interesting that we got anything done in the first place, period. With that, you could argue quite well that we had a legitimate coup attempt in the United States. At the same time, the media, I've talked about this, has divided everybody. Here's the thing. If you just got mad as a Republican or Democrat, you're a damn fool. Don't get mad. Listen to what's being said. I'm painting a brush with everybody. The point is, stop letting these idiots out there divide us and look at the facts and figures. We need energy to get ahead. I'm sitting here in my recording studio and I'm burning energy. There's no, every one of these podcasts costs money. We've got to make money in the world, but we're doing it more efficiently and effectively. And that's the key. We're doing things efficiently and effectively, and so too should we as a government of the people. Not, not is a government by the people, not of the people. We control it. We should demand better. How, then, does an economy grow exponentially forever if the one element it needs more than anything to flourish is contracting with time? Will we run out of oil? No. Surely it's not that simple, you'll say, but it is. People will only be able to pay for a barrel of oil as long as that barrel performs valuable work, and so long as that same work could not be performed more cost-effectively using another source of energy. The price is capped not only by the product's usefulness, but by the relative costs of substitutes. There will always be barrels of oil too deep to extract, or that we never discover because it's not worth exploring areas that would be too costly to develop given the market for oil. According to BP's Statistical Review of World Energy, global oil reserves at the end of 2012 were 1.7 trillion barrels. Given that the world consumes about 86 million barrels of crude oil per day, it would be easy to conclude we'll run out of oil in 55 years, or sooner if we increase consumption. So the bottom line is, in this discussion, here's what we have to have. Will we see an increasing cost in the production, in the acquisition of oil? Yes or no? I think the answer is yes. If you look historically, that you know, basically it took one barrel to extract 100 barrels. Now it's gone down and down and down over the years. We're down to a point where basically it takes a barrel to get two barrels. That's why costs have gone up, okay? Number two, will world population continue to increase? Yes or no? Some people say yes. Some people say no. Some people automatically say, well, we ought to have more abortions or we have more more birth control or we have the wrong type of people breeding or we're going to have a famine. I don't care about any of that stuff. The question is simple. Do you think we're going to have continuing population growth? Yes or no? Next question is, if we have continuing population growth, will an increasing population require more energy consumption? Yes or no? Here's the thing. You've got to break things down into the basic fundamentals. And that's, what, what, that's the political incoherence that we have going on in Washington, in your state houses, in your 
local municipalities is beyond comprehension. What we need is a rational discussion about energy. And one of the things it appears, at least Lamar Alexander is doing something about it, let's have a discussion about nuclear energy and the ability to do it better than we've ever done it before. Well, listen, if you are uh, in the Ocala area, in the Ocala International Commerce Park, one mile to the east of the Ocala International Airport, or one mile west of Interstate 75 and State Road 40, come on by. On Monday, April 8th, 2019, between 10 a.m. and 12 noon, it's an open house. Ask us anything. We'll have some light refreshments. Not uh, We don't do those breakfast, lunch, and dinner seminars, we don't do those things. But we do an open house, ask us anything, and uh, no reservations, no obligations, no phone or email going to be requested from you. If you want to know more about that, go to the following website. Go to fixedcostinvesting.com. That's fixedcostinvesting.com. And then enter the forward slash and write the number three, the number three, Holes, H-O-L-E-S, three holes. Go to fixedcostinvesting.com forward slash three holes. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. If you have a comment or an idea, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864 and leave a message. We truly appreciate your ideas and comments. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Fixed Cost Financial is a true fiduciary-based investment advisor, where you will not pay more, if you have more, or receive less, if you have less. The way we do it, as a true fiduciary, it's better, it's simple, and it works. You can find Fixed Cost Financial online at fixedcostinvesting.com. That's fixedcostinvesting.com.